Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. It felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Brett Allen here. Thanks for watching and listening. Today, we're chatting with comedian Danny Jollis about You Choose, an interactive comedy special. Thanks so much for your time. I've been a huge fan, and uh, I'm excited to chat with you today. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. I will, I will, and I will tell the listeners that I was late, and Brett has made me feel very nice. He's been very nice about it. He hasn't made <laughs> me feel guilty at all, and so... Uh, it's not just an honor to be here, but I apologize for being late. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so this is a very unconventional comedy special because typically it's an hour, hour 45, whatever you're on a stage or in front of a curtain, not to be, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's usually just a straight hour of comedy. Right. Yes. Uh, and we joked about Neil Brennan earlier, but like, unless and even him, it's still a little bit, more calculated. But I've been reference, but I've been referencing his specials actually, because even his new one too, of somebody who is doing a special that's special. Like yeah, Neil Brennan is is somebody who I looked to when I was creating this one and even my first one, which isn't a standard one, of being like, Hey, this is somebody doing a special that isn't just like everyone else's and isn't that kind of cool. And he's been very inspirational. So in, in all seriousness, Neil Brennan is somebody who I think does does this. Yeah. And it's available to stream on YouTube, which, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is great. I think we'll get into that here at the end of our conversation about, you know, the whole where am I going to put this at? You know, how much access am I going to allow fans to have? And I think if you do it this way, you really can control. I mean, the true fans get to participate, but I don't want to get too far ahead. So typically, as we say, sort of in a joking way, it's an hour worth of comedy. You're going from 
premise to premise or subject to subject. You just film a show. You you're film a show. Do is film yeah, a you're show. filming a show, but this one you allow the audience to, to a point, it seems, sort of pick and choose where you're going to go with things. So my first question would then be, do you have just different bits in your pocket that you can sort of reference if somebody chooses one of the topics? How do you how do you go about that in particular and sort of still maintain control, I guess, would be the first question. So, so in, the, in the special itself or when I was doing it live? Just in general, live when you're filming yeah. the special, that sort of thing, yeah. So when, so when we filmed the special, the way we did it was we filmed one way all the way through. Okay. So one version of the special. So, and, and so people listening, you, you pick my opinion throughout the special. Does it choose your own adventure, if you will? Um, so throughout the special, uh, so we basically would film it one way all the way through. Then I would do the ending. Then I go back into the other side and then I would flip it. Okay. So I would do the complete other side. And uh, that's how we filmed it live. When I would do it on the road, the way I would do it was did that whole thing about loving Dave Blaine, but I feel like you guys hate it. I'm going to do it again. And I just would do the other side and it became this like fun audience participation thing. I tried a couple of times where I was like, you guys pick live. And I found it was uh, not, it didn't work. Okay. People, it was too much discussion. People would, it was just like, you just would kill all momentum, like as a stand up. So I was like, let's just keep it moving. So I, but that's how I would do it. And then writing the jokes was a nightmare, obviously, second to none that I'll uh, never go through again. Yeah, I would imagine because that brings me to my next question. So then for you, I mean, the special is a lot of fun. It's kind of interesting to sort of see (laughs) um, how you work through this and still maintain control. And it doesn't become, you know, a a group session, so to speak, where now everybody's just yelling stuff out, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. which is polar opposite of what you want as a comic i'm guessing i don't i'm not a comedian but i've spent a lot of time talking to comedy folks comedians and so i get it so now i mean the writing process for you do you write jokes and then go to the club do you do theaters how do you sort of process all of this to get it boiled down to say the hour or the hour and a half however you're going to go about it in this particular case the way that you did it to me, the key to doing a fun hour to doing like an inner, any sort of special, be it this kind of special, be it Neil Brennan's three mics, be it whatever is there has to be a version that you do live that is enjoyable for a crowd. Cause that's how we do most of our stuff. Right. I go to a club and I do a performance. I can't go on stage and be like, guys, this is going to make sense when you see the final thing, but this is just going to kind of suck tonight. Like, like you can't do that. You, you have to go on stage and be like, this is going to be, so I just didn't tell anyone what I was doing. I would just do shows and, you know, particularly like in LA, like, you know, you do 10, 15, 20 minute sets. I would just do a show where I love David Blaine and I would do a bunch of the jokes. Then the next time, you know, and then maybe the second show I would do hate David Blaine, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, comics started picking up on it a little. Like my comics would definitely like see me and be like, are you doing like a thi- Like what is happening? Interesting. Like, like what, what are you doing? Cause I've heard you talk about Dave Blaine, but it was completely different. And it was me, you know, very, cause it, I also just didn't know if this would work. Like I wrote the last joke first. Okay. Which is like kind of to use a magic term, the prestige of this special. It's a reveal. 
Um, and so I was like, all right, it would be really, you know, I wrote that joke and I was like, it'd be really cool and kind of prove the point of the joke if I could pull this off. But I didn't know if I could pull this off. I didn't even know it was, we didn't even know it was technology, but we didn't know anything. And I was like, well, I'm not going to like ruin everybody's life working on it that way. So instead, all I did was I just kind of like wrote jokes and just quietly was working on it. And then probably three flips in when I had three to three jokes where I had both sides, I kind of for the first time started telling people like, I think I'm trying to do this thing. And like, you know, start talking to like, you know, Matthew Broussard and some of my favorite comedy writer friends to be like, hey, man, can I run you through like a joke I'm working on? And can you help me come up with the other side? And like we just started, you know, I just started going on stage and working on it and it just slowly built. And then the last two took me forever. It was a nightmare. I could not get it's so it, it was such a nightmare to do. Wow. Well, it turned out fantastic. And Thanks. I really do mean that. It's just really funny. Um, so I imagine your peers, I, I want to touch on that a little bit because I know, you know, comics among comics can be very interesting, dynamic, um, without getting too specific because mm -hmm. they start watching and seeing what you're doing. Uh, are they going, is this, is he just trying to be ironic here? And I mean, <laughs> was it like one of those things where they're kind of like, you don't have to mention names, no, but I'm I just very curious because I imagine they're probably like you said, watching and going, trying to understand your angle, you know, because there's always an angle in comedy, you know, or a point of view. Yeah. And without me saying like, it's going to be a choose your own, like we're in a period right now with stand up where there's a lot of people doing kind of this, right? There's the formula right now to the internet that any of us can do, right? Yeah. I'm going to go on stage. Uh, I've almost described it as comics are turning into clowns on top of a dunk tank where it's like we're just trying to have a crazy interaction yeah the more crazy interactions i have a weekend the better because i'll clip them it's gonna work great that's what the internet wants and so but i don't think anybody's proud of it people are doing it i don't think anybody so honestly comics were so supportive the comics were like will this work so many comics were curious about will it work and so many comics were like you know it's cool. The comedy world, I will endlessly defend. Yeah. And I will say this comics were so supportive. Comics were like, that's awesome. You're doing this. Comics wanted to succeed. I was supported by so many comics who were like, dude, you, you know, like trying to help me. I would open for comics. That was really helpful. It was opening for comics in particular, big comics because i would do one show one way because only 20 you know 25 30 minutes before them i'll do one show one way one show the other way so i'd actually get to run the special like i was doing it and it was so great um and i loved that that was like the best was like yeah and so no comics were incredible to me like and even like taylor thomas and sam Rell, like these people who let me open for them and let me basically because at a certain point once i knew particularly what i was going to do for the the special and how i was going to have to film it they were helping me basically run the filming by letting me do one side. It was great. They were so, you know, so no, comics were incredible. They're the best. Yeah, that's great. I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't be, especially, I mean, there's just like this camaraderie that you have, period, with comedians. And it's just like, as you, you made the reference to like a magic trick or an illusion. I don't know if you're familiar with Wayne Fetterman, but he wrote a book. Yes the history of comedy. Of and we had him on last year when the book released and 
he said something interesting at the end of the conversation where if you watch a comedian go on stage and you watch them perform, if you watch it enough as a comedy nerd like me, you kind of sort of figure out the trick of how it yes. works, you know, and I'm not saying I could do it necessarily because I know that drives comedians crazy when they say I could do that, but I can watch it and go, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes perfect sense to me and the effortless hours that you put, you know, into a two or three minute story is crazy economy of words pacing. I mean, all of it is just fascinating, but I also listen, I, I don't do magic but I watch a lot of magic and now right. I understand present turn prestige. I understand how they're doing a lot of, cause I really structure some comedy after magic. I, I think magic is really a good way to structure jokes. Yeah. Uh, and I like love that shit and, but I can't do magic, but you still get it. Like I do think people who watch a ton of stand up, Yeah. I and mean, particularly in 2022 where everybody's going on every podcast and breaking down the art form to such a degree that I'm like, is there literally any mystery left? Like I yell about that all the time. I'm like, can we pretend that we have an art form here that we don't want to just give away every secret on? Right. Well, it's interesting that you say that because Steve Burns said something very similar. We had him, you know, when the pandemic first started and he said, you know, it's interesting. It's like, there has to be a little bit of mystery to it and, and, and mystique, so to speak, yes. you know, because otherwise, why spend 35, 40, 50 bucks and go to a club? But again, there you're getting this conjoining experience that's just you cannot uh, compare it to. Well, one last question here. Um, I do want to ask you when you are creating things and you decide that you let's talk about your bit. It's probably from a few specials ago about bros. You love bros. Yes. When you're doing things like that. What? How do you start? And maybe we're breaking things down too intimately. No, 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 I, no, no. It's a. I'll break it down. I'll break it down. I'll break it down. So that one, the first joke that was written, and I remember because I still have it saved on my phone in my notes, was, uh, "Bros are dogs, hipsters are cats." That was the okay. first thing I wrote down in that joke. And then it's building from there, right? It's this idea of. Bros are dog hipsters are cats. And then I came up with this thing of just like bros. I had this interaction with a bro where, and the, so the true thing was I used to go to this. Now the team is called the commanders. So my DC sports football team, I would go to their bar. I, there was a bar in LA that you could go to and it's just, I'd be surrounded by bros and I loved them. And there was this bro behind me. He was drunk. He had a backwards hat, loud fucking, uh, can I curse on this? You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, loud dude, like just like, and just like the, every, the type of bro you would hate the most. And he was behind me and he said, his friend came out to him. He's like, how you doing, man? He's so drunk. And he goes, man, let me tell you something. I got an amazing girlfriend. I got a great <laughs> job. I got great friends. I'm just so happy to be alive. And I just remember being like, that's the best. That's, that was such a good, that was such a, like it just warmed my heart and I was like bros aren't so bad and so then I took that and I went to like they can communicate things and then literally like a match so that joke is a great example of a magic trick yeah. joke it's structured like a magic trick um, and even more so the to me the greatest joke maybe greatest Sam joke I've written is how old is 15 really by Dave Chappelle 
where he goes, <laughs> he says this offensive thing that everybody disagrees with. Then he explains it to a point where you agree with it. And you go, yeah, 15 is young. By the end of that joke, you're like, yeah, 15 is young. We believe 15 is young. And then he goes, because the whole joke's about Elizabeth Smart. She's so young. She couldn't help herself. She's so young. She's 15. She couldn't escape because she's 15. And he, and you, we all agree. By the end of that, so halfway through that joke, when he's at the turn of the magic trick, we all agree, yeah, 15 is so young. And then he goes, and now it's a young black kid. And he accidentally kills us, and we give him life in prison. And it's just this like, oh, like you just it's just such a powerful joke. So I just remember being like, if I can get everyone to agree, bros are great and bros have a way of communicating better and hipsters are bad. I can make this point advocating for transgender bathrooms, and I think it's going to work. And it's not going to be preachy because you've agreed on so many little issues already. It doesn't feel preachy. The best part about the bros joke, the best part about the end of this special, which spoiler alert advocates for transgender rights as well is I've done it in Kentucky. I've done it in can. I've done it in every place. And they agree with it because you've agreed with so much of what I've said up until that moment. You can't help but kind of hear what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the thing I take the most pride in in any joke is can you make a point at the end that the other side will actually listen to by not preach by not yelling at them by not preaching and instead walk in that middle line and then right at the end going and if we all can agree on this can we all agree that we probably shouldn't be probably should let people just live their life. Yeah. And it's like that shit works. So the bro joke was great. And then by the way one final fun fact of the bro joke I was doing that joke for a while and it was working, singing, had it, had it. And I just, and I would go and I'd go, I'd go, we need to send those progressive bros in a middle America armed. And I had been working this joke for months, six months. I mean, it was a joke to me a long time. And I, and uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton, who's a comic, saw me do it. And I was like, I walked off stage like, like it, it killed, crushed, like just, a, it was really working at this point. And I walked off stage like, and Sheila was like, you're the stupidest person I've ever met. And I was like, what? She goes, you don't want to say progressives in the joke? And I was like, wow. And that was, that's the fine, that's one of the massive final punchlines. And that was Jessica Michelle Singleton being like, I just was so focused on the structure and the art. And what am I trying to say? And I just missed. I said progressive bros 700 times and never said progressives. And wow. she, she was the one who like kicked that thing to the last level. I love Shout it. out Jessica Michelle Singleton. Yes. Well, everybody, please be sure to check out the special. Uh, please. You choose, uh, please. Streaming on YouTube, and I'm sure through your website, people connect that way. Uh, if you if you look up You Choose Danny Jollis on YouTube, you will find it. If you just type my name into anything, you will find it. It is not hard to find, I promise. We have made it. We uh, We put it on YouTube because we want people to see it. I want people... I understand I could have put it on a streamer and we would never know the views and we would never know the things and it would just be, but I really, I want every single person to have access to this thing and I want people to see it and I want it to be a really fun night. I think it's a really, it's unique. You've never gone through a special like it. I love it. Fantastic work, my friend. Again, coming at this from a lot of ways, but most importantly, just a fan. Uh, and I was very happy when the opportunity came about. So thank you so much, Danny. Uh, I really do appreciate your time. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.